0: Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. I'm Emma. And I'm Christina. And today we are actually changing things up a bit. Instead of discussing the Lathe of Heaven, which we mentioned in our last episode, we will instead be going through some of the books that we read and enjoyed in 2019. Our Lathe of Heaven episode will instead come out in February. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so look forward to that. <laughs> so usually we would do a non-spoiler portion of the episode followed by a spoiler-filled discussion, but since most of the books that we're bringing forward are ones that, uh, haven't been read by the other hosts, we're going to stick to a non-spoiler discussion for the entirety of this episode. Uh, so we each came, hopefully, with three
1: books to discuss, and
0: Emma, how about you go first?
1: Okay, so when I asked Hannah about what the format of this episode should be... She said, oh, pick your top three favorite books of the year. And I was like, I don't know if I read three good books this year. <laughs> but so I chose two okay books and one and a half good books.
0: <laughs> but... <laughs> that works.
1: <laughs> okay. Exactly. All right. So this year, I try to read science fiction. I'm not very good at it. Be- I guess my choices maybe just aren't very good. But I try. Anyway, so I read a book called Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers by Harry Harrison. A plus author name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, this, this guy's named Harry Harrison. This book is called Star Smashers of the Galaxy Rangers. It's gotta be great. So this book, it's about, it's kind of like a parody of like old sci-fi Flash Gordon type serials. Um, so it's about these two guys named Jerry and Chuck and they're like super scientist college kids and they invent a chedite projector which is this device that is powered by cheddar cheese one of their dads is like the cheese mogul of the world and (laughs) 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 and the chedite projector makes them able to travel to faraway places really fast so like this is great let's go in our airplane and just fly around places in an instant. But then a Soviet spy hijacks their airplane, and then they accidentally go into outer space. What? <laughs> That's the book, Hannah. <laughs> and so then it's just kind of like one space adventure to the next throughout the book. And it also takes forever for the Galaxy Rangers to be formed. And so the book is nowhere near as good as it sounds. And mm. there are a few funny things throughout it. Aww. Like, one of the things that made me laugh in the book was that characters would constantly be like, hey, remember when we did this? And it'd be something that happened, like, two pages ago. (laughs) Hey, remember that? Wasn't that great? (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. um, So, I would say don't go out of your way to read this book. But, eh, maybe if you have some free time and a copy of it, give it a shot. But... It wasn't the best. That's what I have to say about the first book I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Book number
2: one. (laughs) And just a reminder, this is our favorite books of the year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I told you I didn't read anything good. I also read like half as much as both of you did. All right. Christina, what did you read this year? So I... Didn't quite make my goal
2: of 28 books. I'm just going to say that right now. Mm. I didn't make it, but I was close. I read 25. So nice. I'll take it. That's
1: again, twice as much as me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which makes me feel even better. No, <laughs> um, So it was really hard for me not to talk about Lathe of Heaven because that was in my top three favorite books, but we're <laughs> going to talk about that next month.
1: Um, spoilers christina likes it (laughs) spoilers
2: i loved it um and one of these books
0: that i'm choosing for
2: my top three i'm pretty sure is in hannah's top three so i don't know if you want to discuss that one now
0: because i'm i'm fine either way i can talk about it now (laughs) okay so this is a book that was recommended
2: to me by Hannah. Yep. So I kind of feel bad bring, being the one that brings this up. <laughs> but it's The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. And it was really good. It's a book that took me by surprise. It's really complex. Um, and as I've recommended this to people, it's definitely a book that you either love it and can follow along or you can't follow along and you hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those books where I I struggle with how to describe it because I don't want to give people any more than necessary, right? Because I I really enjoyed just getting to know what was going on in the story without having any background knowledge, so it's hard to even describe, I guess. I'm trying to even remember how I described it to you. I I feel like I gave you like three words (laughs) to describe it. You
2: definitely said, do not read the synopsis, just start reading it. Mm -hmm. And I think it, even as simple as just being like, it's like a murder mystery type novel. And then that's it.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the best way to go about it. Um, But yeah, it's just, it surprised me. It was something that I, I started reading it and it was just kind of, okay. Uh, but then you really get into the meat of it. And and I could not put it down. Um, it was probably the one book this year that I just could not put down that I had to keep reading until I got to the end and, and figured everything out. Yeah,
2: I'm totally ready to read it again, actually.
0: That's I would love to read it again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready.
2: <laughs> and I think it was like, the third chapter I can't remember it's the second or third chapter where that's that was like the first character that I really loved not because they were like a good person per se but because of the way that the author mm. describes them and I think you know that's really all I can say but some of the characters <laughs> right. are really endearing and really well described
0: yeah I, I will say one point of, of warning uh, is one of the characters I guess I don't know necessarily content warning of like fat shaming, but there was just the way that they described one of the characters who was a more heavy set character was not in the nicest of ways. I I don't know, I struggle because I can see how that would be a real turn off for people, but I also kind of understand why the author described the character in the way that they did. I know it's so and that was that was
2: actually the chapter I was talking about where I thought that it was a really well described character for the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to really get into that without spoiling anything. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiling why that it was kind of I wouldn't say necessary, but why it kind of worked.
1: I thought yeah, just wanted to put that out there. I feel like people forget that. Authors are able to write characters that don't have their viewpoint.
2: Yeah, or like the like that aren't living
1: their life. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like I'm writing a character, and this is what they think. This isn't what I think.
0: Yeah, that is, that is <laughs> something that I feel like people have a hard time in across all media. Yeah, across definitely. actors talking about their characters across. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if there's anything else because to say about this book. Because again, I I don't want to spoil anything.
1: Yeah. How did you come Um, across it, Hannah?
0: I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't remember. No, you know what? No, I just just saw it at Barnes & Noble. And you just bought it. I just saw it at Barnes & Noble and I bought it.
2: It has a really compelling cover.
0: Yeah, which... (laughs) I mean, knowing you knowing me, usually I I buy anything and everything. But this past year, I really haven't added that many new books to my shelf. That's Honestly, true. the main book that's been added to my shelf is the one that ones that you got me. Like I haven't really added any books to my to my shelf this year. I've been either listening to audiobooks or library books, or and I just haven't really bought anything. So yeah, so this is like the one book that I I, I guess I probably saw it over winter break because it was I definitely read it earlier this year. So. Um, early last year, I guess. So yeah, I think I just saw it in the bookstore and I grabbed it. What did you read this year? <laughs> so I I reached my goal, which was to just read more than last year. Uh, last year, I read uh, 27 books. This year, I read 33 books. Uh, so I read Flame in the Mist by Renee Audier. I, I've, I've read her other books before. Uh, she's, I think, technically a young adult uh, writer, author. So this book is about Mariko, um, who is a a samurai's daughter. She's on her way to be betrothed, not really feeling too keen about being betrothed, uh, when she's attacked by this clan of bandits that were hired to kill her uh, before she could reach uh, her destination. And it's about how she manages to escape and then how uh, she manages to survive. Uh, It's the first book in a duology. The second book is uh, is Smoke in the Sun. And I just, I just really like this book. I think the author does a great job of portraying her female characters. Uh, I think, well, all of her characters, they're all just very strong and interesting characters. I I was telling Emma, the second book, I don't like as much as I like the first book. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's worth a read. So yeah, that's my... My first book. <laughs> my second book. One and a count. half book. My one yeah. and a half. <laughs> if you count the one that Christina already talked about. So, Emma, what's your
1: second book? All right, get my notes back out. Get your notes. Yes. Okay. So, continuing with my science fiction theme, I read the Essential Ellison. Not Ralph Ellison, because I'm not classy. It's Harlan Ellison. <laughs> and I also did not read this whole book because it was like over a thousand pages of Harlan Ellison short stories. But I was curious about uh, his sh- short stories. I had never read anything by him before, but he did write the most famous episode of Star Trek, City on the Edge of Forever, of course, Anna. <laughs> of
0: course. That was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> and he also wrote an episode of Route 66, I think. And so I was like, okay, he's written TV that I like. So let's see. So, her and Ellison is pretty hit or miss for me. And I there were plenty of short stories in the collection that I started and did not finish. So I just sort of have a list of ones that I recommend and don't recommend. I guess I don't recommend the ones that I didn't read. There were a lot.
0: Um, focus on, again, <laughs> the the reads that we enjoyed from 2019. <laughs> I'm getting to the
1: enjoy. Focus, focus on that. I, okay, so first of all, I have to make the comment of the guy who, like, collected and edited the short story collection, whatever, he's, he was obviously a big Harlan Ellison fan, but he was a little too apologetic for him. Harlan Ellison wasn't great with women in writing or anywhere. Mm. And this guy on the introduction to one of the sections was like, Harlan Ellison wrote better female characters than most authors during that time. And it's like, that's not true at all. <laughs> huh <laughs> but anyway <laughs> okay so the stories i would mostly recommend uh soldier is pretty good repent harlequin said the tiktok man is pretty good it's it's probably his most famous short story also sro was pretty good life hutch i liked that one i recommend the the two that i liked the most i liked the death Bird, which was kind of like a novella but Anyway, I really like that one, and I also the whole reason I want to read Harlan Ellison, other than he wrote TV shows that I like, is because I always wanted to read "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream," <laughs> and oh my goodness, it was worth the wait. It is so good. It's oh nice. It's weird to, it's weird to call it a treat, but it is such a treat in <laughs> horror short fiction. <laughs> it's oh my goodness, I, I can't recommend that short story enough. So good, just read that. Really don't read any other Ellison. The only one that I have on my don't recommend list that I read all of is Lonely Ache, which I have no idea what happened in that story. Wasn't good. Don't read that. That's my review of Harlan Ellison's entire writing career. Oh, also fun fact about Harlan Ellison. So Harlan Ellison, one of his teachers in college was like, you're a terrible writer. You should never write. You should just give up. And so then... After that, Harlan Ellison would send that teacher a copy of every short story that we've ah! ever published. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> He's just a bitter man. <laughs> so um, that's, that's, that's all. Nice. I love the Christina. dedication. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> so, my second recommendation is the trilogy, the Broken Earth trilogy. Um, and that's by N.K. Jemisin. So the one that fell into this year was The Last of the Three, uh, The Stone Sky. It's a very good trilogy. She's a really great author. And again, this is science fiction. So the first book of the trilogy, the fifth season, was the winner of the Hugo Award in 2016. So that's fun. Nice. So it took place on a planet that's uh, post-apocalypse. And there's, like, a ton of seismic activity, and the Earth is kind of, like, run by these seismic events. And out of this, people have evolved—some of the people have evolved to have special abilities and able to, like, control uh, these events. And it follows some of the people involved with that at this particular time. I'm trying not to give away too much. But it is very good. Uh (laughs) Um, If you like sci-fi and geology, then you're going to love this. (laughs) And those are two of my favorite things. So this trilogy was perfect. It was made for you. (laughs) It was made for me, my very specific interests. (laughs) Yep. That's all I have to say about it. Nothing very long, but it is very good. Uh, it's a quick read. I like the world that she created.
1: Nice. So the last book didn't ruin it for you? It all ended well?
2: <laughs> um, the last book ended well. Honestly, I can't remember how I feel about the ending, which means it probably was good.
0: <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I read this at the beginning of the year, so...
0: that's yeah all of my choices are from the very beginning of the year which was really silly of me but also they were the choices that i liked the most yeah Um, (laughs) all right hannah you next my number two slash three (laughs) since uh since we both had seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle uh so let me pull it up so my second one is the princess diarist by carrie fisher it's a combination of her just looking back on on star wars and and her life around the time of those films and specifically her actual Diaries from that time and the way she she writes the way the way she writes is just so I don't I don't know how to describe it like like poetic like she's mm-hmm. she's even in her diary entries when she's in her early 20s i mean they're just so beautifully written and and they're just so fascinating and it, it's just you really feel her emotions at the time and and what she's going through and 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 the difficult things that she's going through and and it's honestly heartbreaking at times because of just how much emotion that you can just feel through her through her writing so i actually wanted to read two sections from it yeah. um so one section is this is right after she uh got the call that she had gotten the part of princess leia uh and it says they want you he continued there was a silence they do i mean they did He laughed, then I laughed, and dropped the phone and ran out into the front yard and into the street. It was raining. It didn't rain in L.A. It was raining in L.A., and I was Princess Leia. I had never been Princess Leia before, and now I would be her forever. I would never not be Princess Leia. And I'm just, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I just really love that. And then uh, the second one from her book uh, was one of the poems that she did. And it says... The compromise I made was not an easy thing to do. It was either you or me, and I chose you. Although, far from a joker, you spoke in wry, wry riddles. I could have given you so much, but you wanted so little. I thought you might supply some tenderness I lacked. But out of all the things I offered, you took my breath away, and now I want it back. I never had what I wanted because I would never want what I had. I thought you were different, prettier than most and twice as bad— uncompromising and caustic, sort of short and sometimes sweet. I tried to read between your lines, as you would so rarely speak, but I gave you far more credit than you were actually due. You see, I thought I was only seeing half the man, but that was all there was to you. You took my breath away, took my breath away, you took my breath away, and now I want it back. And I just... I don't know. It just makes me so sad. It's just... (laughs) You can feel how upset she is and just how because this probably isn't a spoiler at this point um but a lot of the book talks about the relationship that she has with harrison ford Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so heartbreaking because you can feel how much she feels for this man and how it just wasn't healthy and how she knew it wasn't healthy Uh but she was still feeling her feelings and that's just the way it was so it's just it's such a good book and her writing is so beautiful and you just feel so many emotions when you're when you're reading or or i suggest because i i listened to it and and she reads it herself and so listening to her read those words is just very impactful right so that's that's my recommendation
1: all right because you read good books this year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually talking about books I liked. <laughs> Emma, tell us about a book that you hopefully like. I told you I read
1: <laughs> two okay books and one good, so we're at the one good. We're at the one good, yay. Alright, so continuing the theme of Hannah gets more picks than she actually <laughs> picked... Wait, what? <laughs> Hannah, I read a book that you also read. Oh,
0: I did read this book. I actually have stuff written about this book. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know you do. All right. I read Special Effects, Disaster at Twilight Zone, The Tragedy and the Trial by Ron LeBrec. which Hannah also read. I also
0: read and it destroyed me.
1: Okay, so I guess there's lots of explanation needed. In case you don't know, there was a Twilight Zone movie and... During the making of this movie... In the 80s. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. this movie was made in 82, I believe. And during the making of this movie, there was an accident on set where a helicopter crashed and killed three people, killed Vic Morrow and two child actors. And so, of course, a book was written... There were actually two books written about this. I read both, but we're talking about this one because Hannah and I both read this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And it's the one I read first. And so I always like to think that everybody has, like, that one morbid thing they're fascinated with. And for me, this has always, like, been in the back of my mind. Just like, wow, three people were killed while making a movie. That's that's crazy. (laughs) I'm so obsessed with this. (laughs) It's, like, my most read Wikipedia page. But the Wikipedia page does not do this justice. And... So when I found out there was a book written about this, I was all over it, and boy, oh boy,
0: Hannah. It's a tough read. It's it's really upsetting, not just because of the gruesome event, but because of what follows, and that's what a lot of the book focuses on, is not just the tragedy itself, but the trial that uh. follows,
1: yeah, The Accident is, like, the first 50 pages of the book, and then the rest of the book is about the trial. Wow. And, yeah, it's just, it's, it's
0: a tough, it's a tough read. <laughs> but it, it it's a fascinating read, so I... Yeah, you told me you read this
1: in, like, two days. That's,
0: I could, that's, in my notes, I, the very first line of my notes that I wrote was, wow, just wow, this was such a fascinating read, I could barely put it down.
1: Yeah, so I just, oh. I people should read this book, in case you thought John Landis was a good person.
0: <laughs> Just kidding. She's alienating all our John He's Landis the... fans. Oh my god! <laughs> like
1: these are so... each episode. Emma needs to alienate a set of fans. I honestly like going back and listening to things. It's like I insult someone every episode. <laughs> but like, this is deserved. <laughs> A lot of them. I just like throw out there. Just oh, I hate Ayn Rand. Whatever. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, so with so John Landis um was the director of the segment where the accident, accident happened occurred. and he was the one who uh wrote the scenario and staged it and everything. Mm-hmm. And so when I started the book, I was like the author really seems to be just going out of their way to make John Landis seem awful but then as the book went on there were so many things where I was just amazed at how unforgivably awful they they were just how
0: immature and it, well, oh. and it was a lot of people who were just making bad choices and and there's just a lot of bad decision making all around but yes. it did center upon the director because <laughs> oh. he is the director right but yeah it, it's just a lot
1: of things went wrong that shouldn't have just, gone wrong um just also the fact that they illegally hired the children which they admitted to because they kind of had to it was right. evident they illegally hired the children because they knew they would not be able to have children near explosions or helicopters. <laughs> yeah,
0: they they knew so, it was dangerous.
1: Um, they knew that the
0: labor laws wouldn't.
1: But yeah, John Landis, like, trying to trip one of the uh, witnesses. Oh. During, just his behavior during the trial. Trying to trip one of the witnesses, like, making a gun with his fingers and pointing at <sighs> one of the witnesses. Just things where it's like, you might go to jail and this is how you're acting. Right.
0: that's yeah now that being said also (laughs) oh the prosecution did such a bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) My, my favorite part and I don't remember this super clearly so i could be wrong but there was a part where she like has a grocery bag on the stand the the prosecutor the prosecutor and she reaches in and grabs a potato yes that's correct and then she (laughs) takes a straw and she stabs it into the potato and is like if a woman with my skinny arms can do that to a potato just think what a
1: bamboo shoot can do to a (laughs) a helicopter." (laughs) Okay, for, (laughs) I don't know if this is for clarification or not, so the helicopter crashed, and so for the trial, they did not have to prove how the helicopter crashed, but she decided to do that anyway, (laughs) to do that demonstration, even though she didn't need it for her case. Yeah,
0: there were just a lot of mistakes made, um, on that side.
1: That could be the alternate title for the book. Lots of mistakes all around. (laughs) around. Mistakes were Um. made. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it it was definitely a fascinating read. Yeah, so I also read the other book, Outrageous Conduct, Art, Ego, and the Twilight Zone Case by Stephen Farber and Mark Green. And that book is more evenly divided between the accident and the trial. And that book is more critique of Hollywood as a whole. Mm. So that was kind of nice, but also it would kind of go off on these tangents of other Mm. things that had nothing to do with the Twilight Zone case, but was just like, here are other accidents that have happened. So I would say if you can get a hold of either book, either one is worth reading. I think I like special effects more, but it might just be because I read it first. But Outrageous Conduct did give a lot of information that I was like, wow, that would have been helpful to have when I was reading the other book. There's one case in Outrageous Conduct. It talks about when John Landis was making the Blues Brothers and how Uh, there's a scene where he wanted to blow up a gas station. He's like, I want to blow up a gas station, and I want to use dynamite. And they're like, okay, there's no reason to use dynamite. It's not going to make the explosion better. We don't usually use dynamite in movie explosions. It's just really going to make it louder. That's all the difference it's going to be. He's like, no, I want dynamite. (laughs) And so... They get dynamite, they blow up the gas station, and it, like, blows out the windows of the nearby houses, and everybody who was in that town is really upset uh, with John Landis. And you may be thinking to yourself, I don't remember that scene in the Blues Brothers. That's because that scene is not in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> they oh. did all that for nothing. Oh, <laughs> they my that, God. I no, got the scene from the movie. <sighs> so. Wow. Just, yep. <laughs> all right. That's that's what I have to say about that. It's been a long time coming. All right, Christina, what did you read this year? I'm just glad that there was a book
2: that you were like excited about.
1: <laughs> I know we finally got there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> can you, you imagine go on
2: forever?
1: <laughs> can you imagine if I was excited about every book? Oh, geez, That'd be crazy. <laughs> um, so the third book I chose is
2: actually one that I read this um, this past month. It's called In the House in the Dark of the Woods. It's a really short story. So I know that appeals to you, Emma. It <laughs>
1: sure does. <laughs> um, Unless it's labeled as a short story and it's like 70 pages long, then I get mad. <laughs> no,
2: it's like uh, like 200 pages. Okay. It's a short novel. Awesome. And okay. it's like a horror fairy tale style set in the woods it's very good. It's it's a book that even though it is short, you want to take a little bit longer to read, uh just to like let it soak in. I think it it is easy to miss some of the things that are in the novel, so just if you do read it, take your time with it. It's very good. That's all I can really say about it. It was really good. I recommend it if you like horror fairy tale woodsy novels. <laughs> mm.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's good. Um,
2: It has a nice twist at the end as well.
0: All right. All right. So in a normal episode, here would be where we uh, would discuss other books or media that were similar to the book that we had read, Uh, but I want to use it today as just like a spot for us to give any honorable mentions um, or recommend any TV or movies that are related to books. So my honorable mention is a Star Wars book, which I'll, I'll be the first one to say most of the Star Wars books are just, I mean... I don't... They're
1: <laughs> glorified fan fiction. No.
0: <laughs> no, they're, I don't know, they're, some are better than others, and uh, I've I've read a lot this year, I've gotten really into reading all of the different Star Wars books, and the last one I read um, that I actually finished yesterday uh, was Bloodline by Claudia Gray, and it was just a really good book. Like, even if you just take it outside of the Star Wars context, I feel like it was a really good book. Um, it's focusing, it's before the uh, newer trilogy. Um, so it, it takes place, uh, I don't know, maybe like a decade or two ish before the newer um I don't know it's before too many timelines I know there are so many timelines I'm trying to figure out how best uh basically it focuses in on uh Princess Leia and her life as a senator for the New Republic which sounds really boring Okay. It sounds like it's going to just be, you know, like the prequel trilogy, like standing in the Senate and talking for hours on end and just being really boring. It's not. Okay. (laughs) Like, yes, that does happen. But what happens in those Senate meetings is actually really interesting. And, (laughs) And, and... And she goes on all of these, these adventures and, and, and she's still, she's, um, just like exactly as you would picture her from the original trilogy into this book. I mean, she's, she's just doing what she knows is right. And, and, um, and it's just really interesting. So I would say if you were to read any one star wars book that it would be a bloodline i just even all those like side characters that they introduced were all just really great um there was one guy who was clearly a hannah favorite who like came from a planet where um it, it was like very socially acceptable to just cry at like everything um and where he was like i've learned that like out here in the rest of the galaxy that's not really acceptable but i'm gonna cry for you right now <laughs> and, and it was just really sweet and um, so yeah it's a political drama but it's, it's not boring <laughs> what a review <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's my that's one of my honorable mentions um, any what about you two any TV movies related to books or honorable mentions that you want to get in before we wrap up
2: um, so, my honorable mention is uh, Amazonia by James Rollins. So, James Rollins, so, Amazonia is the only book of his that I've read so far. Um, so, I didn't know what to expect. I like to read these types of novels in between, like. Not trash. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But this book was like an action movie it's like you know this guy who is like the indiana jones type going through the amazon and there's like some supernatural thriller portion of it where (laughs) there's like ancient curses being thrown at these people and they're trying to i don't know rescue some lost explorers it just was really interesting. It was like a 600-page novel that I read in like a day, like those types of novels where oh nice. It just was like a fun read and it had so much going on that it was like really pleasant to read. I I don't know. I really recommend it. It's super fast-paced, super interesting, especially if you like Indiana Jones, like those types of movies, then you would like this book, for sure.
0: Nice. Alright. Yeah. What about you, Emma?
1: Well, I didn't know we were gonna do this, so... <laughs> so you don't have any? I don't. I... I i talked about everything that was worth mentioning. The end. <laughs> so we're I'm in a new of decade that. now. Kinda hmm. not really. Well, I mean, it doesn't technically start till 2021, but I'm definitely okay with saying 2020 is the start of the decade. What's everybody's goals for this year, book or otherwise? Mm, uh,
0: my book goal is the same as last year's which is just to read more books than I did in the previous year so since I read 33 books last year my goal is to read more than 33 books mm. my goal is to read less books
1: <laughs> 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 I, I, I read an adequate amount of books for me I read, I read more than one a month I guess that's maybe. pretty good Maybe not. Uh, (laughs) But you know, I'm gonna keep reading for book club, I guess.
2: (laughs) You need to read at least three extra novels that you can talk about at the end of next year or this year.
1: Oh yeah, okay. That's a good goal. I okay, my goal is to read three good novels. Three good novels. So that way next year I will have three good things to talk about. And maybe even an honorable mention. That's my goal. Christina, <laughs> what's
2: your goal? Um, I'm setting my goal at 30 books this year, um, which is more than last year. Maybe 29. So I kind of want to read as many books as how old I am. Mm, okay. So this year would be 29, but it's just such a weird number. Like, it's so odd that I don't really like the number, so I might just round up to 30.
1: So, yeah. So that was 2019. Um, A good year for books? I don't know. I mean, we don't necessarily... (laughs) Yeah. We could have made better choices.
0: Here's the thing. I don't know that I actually read a lot of books that came out in 2019. I think only like two or three of them had actually come out that year. So I can't speak for the year specifically. (laughs) Anyway, uh... So yeah, so next month, look forward to our uh, The Lathe of Heaven book club discussion. Uh, but that's it for now. So thanks for joining in on our look back at 2019. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.